Hey, what's going on, everybody? Kevin L. Johnson from Ozark, and you're watching EC Sports. Yeah, yo, check it. Turn me up a little bit on the mic. EC Sports, damn. Technical stuff, but we're finally here. And in the building, he's a little, he's got his uh, Italian blood boiling, so excuse his uh, <laughs> annoyance. But what we got today, new show ready to go, Last Dance is up. It's our turn to talk. We have a guest today. Uh, I like to call him the king of beef. Uh, the guest. Oh, hey, man. Hero <laughs> Jaden, <laughs> pause moment of the show. This guy starts it off real nice. Pause. The king, king of beef. beef. We're going to bring in the king of beef. He's going to go over his uh, – he's a huge basketball fan, so he's going to go over some of his uh, highlights and how he feels about the last dance, the pros and cons of it as well. And then maybe we'll get a couple questions in pertaining to beef. All right, let's bring him in. Get it started, right? The king of What's beef. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Technical stuff, you know. Really. Oh, no, 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 no worries at all. I, I mean, my, uh, my guy on the inside texted me, told me all about it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's kick it off, man. We had a great 10-part docuseries. Um, not sure how old Spiro is, but Ant knows I've, I'm a, a little older in age, so I was around <laughs> uh, getting into high school when Jordan first started. So I mm -hmm. got to see uh, everything live. Um, I'll give my quick take and then I'll let the youngsters speak, but my all right, all right. is just seeing some of the things that I wasn't aware of. Like we were aware of the Jerry Krause situation that was like in the news a lot. It was kind of like impossible, but I honestly had no idea that Scottie Pippen was where he was in that situation, meaning Sometimes you have to blame the player and contract disputes that he had at the end of the day. And Ann and I have talked about this earlier in the season that he signed the contract, although he's from central Arkansas, and, you know, he saw all of that mm -hmm. money, still signed a contract, bro. Um, not a lot you can do with that. Jordan kind of stated that. And then uh, another thing was how much Horace Grant can't stand Mike. Like he is, and we got some of that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of Mike, and a lot of people. My last part, a lot of people were like, "How is Steve Kerr getting so much attention, bro? He's the coach of the dynasty that just left, so he's gonna get a little more attention. People are interested in him more than like a Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges did his thing, but I mean, Steve Kerr is just as popular. So, what do you guys think? Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I just turned 30 actually last week. Um, we actually went golfing with, uh, with Ant last week, who, I, who now his new nickname for me is Slim Bowler, the golf hustler. You know, <laughs> nice. he, uh, he, he hustled us on the course last week, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit upset about it, <laughs> talking about he's he, – he hasn't – he goes, I haven't played since Obama was in office. I haven't swung a club. Mm. I haven't done anything. Guy comes out and birdies the first hole, takes all of our money. But, you know, 
Oops, that, that's a story for a different time. I, I, I say that my phone is slim now. That's his, that's his new name in my phone. Oh, just uh, just get him a jerry curl. He's, he's fit right here. <laughs> You're good. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I was like eight years old, seven years old when the second three-peat happened. But, I mean, I've always been a Jordan guy. I mean, Ant knows from the beginning I'd be arguing with him, uh, with anybody, that uh, Jordan was is better than LeBron. Um, I mean, just always following Jordan. So, I mean, my – my take off of it is just that pure motivation and, and, and wanting to just kill you, you know, it didn't matter what, I mean, it just wasn't like they, they say, it wasn't just winning. It was, how do I just annihilate you and crush your spirits? Um, the thing that I, I loved most is knowing and following Jordan of how private he is and how much he was able to open up and, and you kind of got that glimpse of him and, um, I mean, the guy doesn't have any social media, no Twitter, no Instagram. I think the last time he went on Twitter was to, was to talk a little, talk a little smack to Keegan Bradley, yeah. you know, you wear Eric Jordan's not Eric Keegan's. Um, so I mean, I mean, that was just unreal. I mean, that as a fan, I, I love that part, just seeing his whole take on it. And then, I mean, to the horse grant thing, I mean, yeah, Horace, I mean, Horace trying to call him a, a, a snitch and, you know, you know, spilling all the beans and stuff. I mean, dude, this was a documentary, man. Like, that's what it's all about. People want to see behind the scenes. He gave us that that access that no one ever would know about. And, you know, Horace, I mean, you wanted to be the man in, in Orlando. And, unfortunately, you couldn't cut it. You didn't beat Houston in 90 – or was it 94? And then, I mean, Michael came back and, and took your lunch money. So, I mean, that was my, my kind of take on it. And other than, you know, wanting to run through a brick wall at 10 PM after it was over after each episode, but um, that was my overall take on the entire, on the documentary. So I have a, I have a quick question for you. Uh, this has been an EC sports debate. Uh, now for uh -huh. the, pretty much the, um, the longevity of all 10 episodes. Um, we have had the Scotty Pippen discussion many times. Okay. Um, a lot of people like Scotty. I do like Scotty. I think Scotty's a top 50 player of all time. Great player. I do recognize the contract situation is what left a bitter taste in Scotty's mouth. However, uh, I am very. He doesn't like Scotty. <laughs> I'm very, very upset with the way Scotty handled, handled his he's, he's lying for the guests. Stop. No, I'm not yeah. lying. I, I, I think Scotty's yeah. a great player. Like yeah. I said, he's a top 50 player. But the way he handled his business in certain situations within – forget about the organization. Within the team, the, the, the me versus we attitude showed so many times – I thought there was points in which he can redeem himself and say, hey, I screwed up here, here, and here. Or even, you know, they, they left him a scapegoat here. They said, hey, how would you handle that situation if it happened right here then and now? And he still doubled down on letting the team down. I mean, essentially letting the team down. And the thing about it is a guy like Mike, who is bigger than Scotty, bigger than everybody, had situations where he could have easily acted up. He could have easily decided to take the shot. 
but because he didn't, there was a lot of instances in this documentary, especially, which are which have become focal points that he passed the ball in certain situations that ended up paying off. I mean, uh, the the first finals against the Lakers when he passes the ball to Paxson and Paxson. Oh, Phoenix, buddy. Yeah, it's Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. You're over one there, Slim. <laughs> who, who did he pass the ball to against LA? I don't know. Nobody. Remember. Yeah, he, he, passed the ball to Pax. he passed the ball to Pax. Pax finished the game in LA to win the finals. Absolutely. No, that was 93 against Phoenix, bro. You know, you know what Mike did in 91, dude? He did the, 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 the famous switch hands. He passed it to himself. That's Jayden, what he did in 91. Jayden, you, Jaden, when you put the finishing touches on the show, please show Pax in, in LA. Uh, year, year. Yeah, he probably hit a shot because on the team, but he didn't hit he, any shot. He hit a big couple shots. Okay, so in the documentaries, in the huddle with Phil, he hit some shots, bro, but yeah. not like for the way you're describing it. Is big, the Phoenix one big closeout Correct. shots against LA to win that game? Big closeout shots, discussed very in depth. Okay, we'll, we'll very edit. in depth. But, yeah, we'll, 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 I mean, yeah, you guys will see. But, but the bottom line is, is that Michael Jordan, world's biggest star, even decided to pass the ball when he knew it was needed. Absolutely. I mean, the Steve Kerr, obviously, they, they spoke that up. I, and another thing I didn't know it was about Steve Kerr's dad. So him and Mike had some, yeah. never talked about it. But uh, it was funny how Kerr, like described it Kerr has that like sly humor like when he was talking at the uh the first the at the um the rally and what he said he had everybody laughing and then how he was like Mike I'll be ready and Mike was like trying to <laughs> so I mean, that was like a point where like Mike said it in the documentary like at first he wasn't a big Phil fan Doug was Mike's boy Doug was just like get the ball to Mike and get it out of the way. That's, that's what it was, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. and Doug went out of his way to let everyone know that Mike was, he, he didn't realize that he did all of that in one year, but he said Mike was a defensive player of the year, dunk contest champion, and MVP. That was all in 88. That was when he was everywhere with McDonald's and you had the three-tiered poster. But uh, once Phil came, Mike was like, <clears throat> eh, wasn't a big fan. And then he started, like, buying into the triangle. And I was watching that show, um, the ESPN show. I forget it, like, off the top of my head, the name of it. But uh, Dennis Rodman and Phil Jackson were breaking down a triangle. And it's just like a study session, you know what I mean? And Phil just was mm -hmm. like his coach. And I just loved how everything worked itself out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, when you go to that, the Scotty uh, contract stuff, I mean, I think I think his agent at the time is the same guy who's like that big college football coach agent. Um, I can't remember his name. He's like Saban's uh, agent now. He told Scotty, do not sign this contract because in two years, you're going to be so underpaid and undervalued. And Scotty went against him and goes, no, I'm, I want my money now. And, and so, I mean, Scotty's the only guy to blame for his contract because Jerry even told him, do not come back to me and want to renegotiate. So, I mean – I don't know how you can blame. I get it. Scotty was value, like hugely underpaid for what he was doing. I mean, so, but so was Michael. Those those years prior to those thirty three million dollar deals, Jordan was getting paid three four million. I think at that time, I think Patrick Ewing was getting eighteen. Mm -hmm. You know, like so, who was Scotty to really cry when 
Black Jesus himself is getting paid just only a little bit more, if not the same as you. So it's like, I mean, I, I don't agree with that. I think he was, he's a totally me attitude. And I mean, uh, so like, I, I just don't agree. And, and, and like Ant said, like you could have came back and redeemed yourself. Hey, I would have totally handled that different. And I mean, almost got to respect him for sticking to his guns because I mean, I mean, that's the whole, the whole documentary. I mean, did kind of shit on Scotty, but I mean, hey, Mike, that was Michael's perspective on how he looked at it. So what are you going to do? But let's transition. A part of the documentary, the only part of the documentary that I wasn't necessarily the happiest about was the end. In what way? I would have liked to see the end of the documentary potentially maybe um, similar to, I don't know if you guys have seen the Jimmy Valvano doc. Uh, where all the players are actually together. I haven't caught that one. Mm, okay. That would have been pretty cool to have the players, whether they were standing in the United Center or at a dinner, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but I did enjoy the story of the Zen master lighting up a, a coffee can and then, you know, Michael got sentimental for the first time in front of the rest of the team. I really did enjoy that. But I would have liked to see the team together um, – in some aspect, you know, because like I, a reunion almost type thing. Exactly. I think that would have been good for the good for the program and you know, good for the team in general. You wanted more, pretty much. I wanted to see more, yeah. Now you just look at everything different. I don't think Mike looked as bad as he thought he was. He's a competitor. And um, but the main thing with uh, what Kobe said is if you're gonna be a leader, you're gonna have some uncomfortable situations, punching your teammate in the face. Uh, the punk, mm -hmm. he made a hoe. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was a kind of annoying. He's like, so Scott Burrell's a hoe, but you're going to run and get Dennis Rodman from Vegas? Dennis Rodman is a fucking Hall of Famer. Scott Burrell is Scott Burrell. No offense. So, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, I mean, they even said it, you know, I think it was, what, in 95 when they lost to Orlando – they didn't have that horse grant or that power forward to go do that dirty work and do what they need to do. So yeah, if Dennis isn't there, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. There's, unless they can replace him. But again, Dennis was, he, he's a rare, rare guy, not only for his, I mean, the thing that about Dennis that totally impressed me was how he was, okay, I know how Mike's going to shoot it from there, the angle it comes off the, the backboard or the rim, which I don't think anybody thought Dennis had that in him and that type of, you know, let's call it analytics to his game. Um, but I mean, the guy was just a different, he didn't, he didn't care about points. He didn't care about offense. He goes, I just want to shut you down, get the ball and, you know, throw it out to Mike or throw it out to Scotty or whoever needs the ball. I mean, in today's day, I mean, you would never have a guy like that. I don't, I don't think they even exist anymore, but I mean, and also just his, his whole mentality, like with the Carl Malone thing, like, like getting Carl's head and, and you know, tripping and, and being that type of guy to, to kind of just break him down a little bit. I mean, Dennis is, Dennis could go do whatever he wants. It's like Mike knew, all right, hey, I got it kind of like, I mean, the, the only way I can compare it is when uh, Kobe tells a story about when Phil comes to him and goes, hey, if you go drop 50 again tonight, we're going to lose the big man. We're going to lose Shaq. He's going to be uninterested in the season. So Kobe goes, of course, 48 because he's Kobe, but I mean, it's, it's that type of, you know, Scott Burrell and Dennis Rodman are two, like you said, are two different people on two different atmospheres. I mean, it's, it's insane. 
and, and it was very so. evident that that Jordan took his frustration out on Burrell because he re, he recognized that he wasn't a hard worker. So at the yeah. end of the day, uh, he said, "If you're not going to be willing to work, I'm going to make your life miserable, um, and you'll just be a background guy on a on a dynasty." And that's that's, you know, it, it seemed as if he was okay with that because you know, hey, to be on the Bulls at that time was bigger than you know being in the Beatles or you know, something oh. along those lines. And, and that's what a lot of guys on that team uh, were complacent with. It was uh, funny, like, ending that Burrell part, like, at the end when Jordan was, like, walking through the locker room, giving everybody a handshake. I think it was the game seven. Freaking, he's dapping everybody, walks right by Burrell, who's, like, about to reach yeah. out. So, right, D-Rod. <laughs> like, dude, <he's> just- <laughs> Bitched Burrell every time, and Rodman would rock pajama pants to the game, bro. So let's transition to our next topic, please. I've been dying to get to it. Uh, Stephen A. Smith held an hour special on ABC last night. Uh, Obviously, special guests included, you know, Anthony Anderson, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was on there, Shaquille O'Neal, the great Magic. Magic had some strong words to say. Magic was asked a very specific question about the best ball player of all time. Magic said that the best basketball player ever is Michael Jordan. I will not disagree. He said the best all-around basketball player of all time is LeBron James. How do we weigh in on this? So best all time, Michael Jordan. Best all-around basketball player, LeBron James. I mean, does that make any sense? It I mean, does. I mean, to me, a lot of sense to me. Like, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so I mean, what you're saying is LeBron is the most talented yeah. player to play all around, but Jordan, I mean, is the most. I don't, I don't even want to say the most accomplished, but just he's the best to ever do it. Yeah, I mean, all- so I guess it's you're saying that. LeBron didn't take his talents and translate it to Mike's level, is what you're saying. And, and that's the way I gather that one. Almost like Magic is coddling, like, oh, LeBron, I didn't forget about you. Because LeBron didn't need that. Correct. I, I mean, I agree with that because, you know, LeBron's a Laker now. He's got a, you know, Magic loves to go in and dap everyone up on the Lakers and, and, and be, you know, and that's why he couldn't be bas- president of basketball brands because he wanted to be Magic, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, I think MJ beats LeBron every day of the week. No disrespect to LeBron, but I mean, LeBron here, everyone will always tell me that I'm a LeBron hater. I don't respect, I mean, dude, LeBron is unreal. He's top five. Eventually I think he finishes in that second slot right behind Mike. I think he needs to win another championship um, to do that. I mean, but MJ will always be number one. I don't think you're going to find anyone who's really going to do it because LeBron, I think had the best shot at, at even coming close to the throne. So, I mean. And I would agree with I mean, that. I really would. I would love, mm-hmm. not to cut off Ant, I would love yeah. to see what people would have Kobe if he would have won that series against Detroit, if he would have six. Yeah. That was a great oh, oh, Yeah. Freaking war. Because Kobe had, you know, and he was the close. I would love to see where people would say Kobe is if he would have won that series. They probably would have said, well, we had Carl Malone and. Gary Payton. Everybody has a reason for Kobe. It's kind of like mm-hmm. disrespectful. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a LeBron. I actually enjoy LeBron's game a lot. I just feel like, yes, mm-hmm. he went to a lot of finals, 
but he's lost a lot of them too. You got to look at a lot of, you got to look at every aspect. And I feel like that's the type of person Magic is. He's, he already could say Mike, he played against Mike. He said it when he was playing, he said it when he was out of it, when he was retired. But when you talk about like LeBron, I'm sure that was a lot to go into LeBron's psyche of Magic got my back. You know what I mean? So he said all around. You're the well, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of the day, I really do. Um, you know, out of the out of the Kobe, uh, Jordan, uh, Bird. You know, out of those discussions, LeBron. You know, the all around comment. The the reason I I do see it though, honest to God, aside from the fact that I do enjoy LeBron, is his frame, his body, his athletic ability, his um his versatile ability to play nearly every position. And, uh, and I wanna I wanna interject against against that. I mean, well, one you know, I mean, if you took. Jordan put him in LeBron's frame. I don't think there's anybody in this world that will ever say that Jordan wasn't the greatest player yeah, to ever even touch the ball. With, he's better without but, his frame. But but in, in which I agree. But I mean, I was I was looking it up. I think it was like an 87, 88. Uh, Doug Collins put MJ at point guard. Ten straight games, triple doubles. Yeah, you know. So like Mike, Mike could do it. It just he didn't he didn't like that wasn't what he was there to do. It was more. I mean, he was there to be a killer. I'm, if he wanted to facilitate like LeBron does, 100%. I think LeBron's comparison is almost like he's a mix of MJ and Magic. So, I mean, I think he's more comparable to Magic than he is Michael. Um, but I, I mean, was talking in terms of, you know, LeBron at this point, he, he, can go, he, can, he can go in the game and play the five. Yeah. Well, he can go but, in the game but, and play the four. He could play the three. He could play the one. The thing is, like – for Kobe at six six to go and play the five is a little bit difficult. I mean, no matter. But don't forget, and it's Mike a totally to different game now. Very difficult. It's a very different game. Like LeBron is six eight. I mean, the way that they spread the floor and you have a stretch four, like it's not. It's like back in the day, you had center, power forward, small forward, you know, shooting guard, point guard. Now it's it's more pickup style basketball. Give me your five best versus my five best. They don't really care about positions because you're really more spreading the floor. So LeBron can go play you know, power forward and center and, and, and be your big, even though he doesn't, his defensive game does not translate to that one bit. But like, I mean, like, Jordan yeah. back in the day is going against Ewing, Olajuwon, uh, David yeah. Robinson. He can't, he can't get Shaq. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you can put Robin on Shaq. You know what I mean? That's why those players back in the nineties were a different breed. Like one of LeBron's uh, babysitters. I forget. What's that tall bum's name went to Arizona. DeAndre Channing Fry. What's his name? Yeah, Channing Fry. Channing Fry. Says, well, Jordan was, I mean, he was just a scorer. I mean, that's all I saw. He was just based around scoring. Shut up, you bum. That's why <laughs> who you are who you are. Stand behind the three. Shaq would have demolished you and just ate you for lunch. Oh, right. The game is different. Yes, LeBron can play the five because who's he going against? Sabonis in Indiana? Come on, bro. I completely agree. And that's one of the things that was touched based on yesterday is that it's just, you know, they showed a, a mic clip of him saying, you know, it, for me to say I'm the greatest, it's very hard because I'm disrespecting those before me, disrespecting those after me. The eras are completely different. And that's why it is so hard to make the comparison because I know how the level said. of basketball is 
was the best in the 80s, 90s. It's without question, the physicality, everything. But then you could also make the argument that the guys weren't as athletic back then. I mean, there's so many intangibles that play a role. But I do want to finish up on this because this was the most interesting thing I've seen on television yesterday. Five players... Stephen A. asked Magic to, to name five players that he think from that he thinks from this era would survive in the 80s and 90s. The five players he chose, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Giannis, and Steph Curry, because Steph Curry's shot would always be grateful. So um, give me your five players, Dion. Go. First of all, how he didn't say Kobe is a fucking joke. Well, Kobe's not in the current NBA. Hey. Current NBA right now. Um, I'd say Durant, definitely. Um, Giannis, because he doesn't really have a jump shot and you didn't really need one as much. Uh, eh, that's a tough one. He said five, huh? Positionless, or you have to have a position back in the day, right? Yeah, you did. Technically. He didn't put a position list. He just picked five guys from current that would that would succeed back then. Uh, every guy he went with was pretty much a big body player, aside from Steph, because he his argument was that Steph, obviously, it, it could be nineteen twenty oh, his jumpers. Hawaii, but. but I, I don't understand. I and I don't mean to cut you guys up, but I don't understand stuff because, like, you're looking at guys who's in today's NBA would translate to that '80s style basketball and even early '90s. So, Steph, I mean, look what they did to him in the finals. They bodied him up, and he they they shut Steph down in yeah. in the last final. So, I mean, I would see guys like maybe Embiid. I think Russell Westbrook could survive back then. I mean, they're big bodies guys. Um, I'll give it LeBron. I don't know what his style would be. I think he would translate more to a magic style of basketball. He would be the second coming of magic Johnson. Um, Durant, obviously, I mean, his shooting skills were just, uh, unreal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know who that, that fifth guy would really be. Cause I mean, I mean, I think Clay Thompson, actually, that's who my, I would say Clay Thompson, I think, um, would do okay in that, that late eighties, early nineties NBA too. I like Hawaii would strive really with his. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, just... I, I actually picked the same four. However, I took Curry out and I think you guys will be surprised who I added in. I actually added in Zion Williamson. I don't think so. Because I mean, I... that guy is physical as can be. He leaves the screen. He's upset. I knew he'd be upset about this. Zion Williamson is an 80s player, though, and I think that's why he's going to dominate right now. And I, I don't I, – but here's the thing, like, you got to understand, is like, you guys – I mean, you, I think – here, I like Zion. I think his game right now is going to be good because he is physical. He is – he's overpowering, but – He's a more cool offensive Rodman to me. Um, yeah, I, but, like, is – who in the 80s and 90s, Who's he going to dominate like that? He ain't going to dominate Ewing. He ain't going to dominate Olajuwon. He ain't going to dominate, uh, you know, David Robinsons of the world. No, I mean, so not. who's, you know, is he going to go up against Barkley Malone? No. I mean, yeah, he could do that, but I, I still don't think so. His game, 
didn't that's, isn't that's was nowhere fine tuned to those that I would see him in as the Barkley Malone of, of back then. Maybe I mean he's got to develop good. a better jump shot and in in better footwork and in a lot of other things that Malone, I mean don't always guaranteed in the post. Malone yeah. is Malone is in my opinion the best power forward to ever play the game. Okay. I mean that's I think it's between him 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 Duncan and Barkley I think you can find a way to put any of those three. MED was was barbecue chicken too. So, Tim Duncan, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, what, what I think is really left out is is how great fundamentally at basketball those players in the '90s and '80s were compared compared to today. It's AAU pickup basketball, Harlem Globetrotters. Back then, dude, they could dribble, they could play defense, they could they they, they were setting screens like they were doing what basketball is and what we all grew up doing. Now it's I mean, I think that's something that was really underrated about the, in the documentary, too. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, but mm-hmm. we'd love to have you on the show, man. It was awesome. I really No, I appreciate it. Your knowledge. Uh, it, 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 it really shows. You know, you know you're, uh, Thank you. you're, you're someone who lived through the, the era, so it, it's good to get your opinion. Obviously, I didn't. I was only about mm-hmm. five. But, uh, but you and Dion combined ha- have a lot of knowledge from personal uh, experiences. Yeah either being at the game or watching the game. So we really yep. appreciate having you on. All right, boys. All right, it, was, it was a pleasure. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. All right, we'll all right, bye. So Danny's cut. Sorry, Danny. We'll see you next week. We went a little over with our guests. <laughs> that is EC Sports. <laughs> Thank you.